one. It's a wonderful day to be together, is it not? Wow. Let's. Wow. That was so underwhelming. I could barely. I could barely stand it. It is so wonderful to be with one another today, is it not? Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. That started out pretty weak. Hear the word of God. From Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Put on my yoke and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble, and you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. The word of God for the people of God. Well, as we all know, it's Gasparilla. Daughter's raising the, raising the roof back there. We know that because you drive along Bayshore and you see bleachers. And you see those somewhat strange wreaths starting to pop up on everybody's front door all around the community, right? And, you know, beer and cigar sales have never done better. We know it's time for Gasparilla when those things start happening. And in that spirit... Uh, I want all the kids who are here to come on down. Come on down. Come up here. Even the little ones. Come on front. I know we usually don't do this. A little bit new. But come on. And so what I want you to do. The best part. Best part of my day. Right there. Okay. So come on up. and Stand around. And so here's what we're going to do. All right. I got to grab these things. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no touching. Okay. So I've got a question for you all. Here you go. What is this? It's a boat. Actually, it's a pirate ship. It's a pirate ship. Okay. It is yours. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate assessment. Okay. So if this is a pirate ship, then what is this right here? Water. Actually, that's close. It's actually the raging ocean. It's the sea. Okay, and so if this is the pirate ship, and, yeah, don't pull, don't, don't make it go. And this is the sea, then what is this? This is my treasure. Yeah, right, right. So, I've got a little, I've got a little, invitation for you guys. How many pennies do you think it will take to sink that ship? Now, I've got a lot of pennies here. So, I'm just going to let you, uh, I'm just going to let you shout out just a couple. So, how many do you think? Go ahead. Ten? Ten? Eleven. Eleven. That's like the price is right. <laughs> I'd like to have zero, please. What, what's the highest bid? Anybody else? Twenty? 30? Okay, all right. Well, 
42. Okay, everybody. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to take, I have little bags of 25. Okay, so let's start with 25. Let's see here. 25. Ooh, we're in good shape. 25. All right. I'm going to add another 25, which is going to mean none of you are going to win if it stays afloat. Ready? All right. Another 25. Okay. And then we've got another 25. Do you think a 25 will sink it? Close. We're at 75 pennies. Anyone want to guess now? All right. All right, watch. Watch. What are you guys noticing? What are you guys noticing? It's, it's, it's starting to get a little bit lower in the water. Hey, can you see it? Come over here. Come check this out. Come on, closer. It's not going to bite you. Ready? So watch. Just don't touch it, but watch this. This is 25 more. We're at 100 pennies. Do you see how close it's getting? Watch. 101, 102, 103, 104. Oops, 103, 104, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. It sunk, right? How many did it take? 113. All right. That is very good. And that's what we're going to talk about today is when, we ha- when we're carrying heavy loads. So you guys can go back to your seats and hopefully have enough of these. Ready? If you want one of these, I just got to take what you get. Ready? <laughs> Otherwise, actually, here you go, Stephen. Hand them out. All right. Go see Stephen. Go, Stephen. Let's give them a round of applause. I love it. Go back to your seat. Go ahead. Go back. Go back. Thank you. He didn't know he got signed up for that today. So, all right. Good job. Well, in our text today, Jesus makes an invitation. He makes an invitation to you and to me. And... He probably had in mind the Pharisees and the scribes when he talked about yokes. Because the Pharisees and the scribes' yoke was the Torah, was the law. And observing the law and following the law, it was really hard for folks to do that, especially poor people. To follow all the things of the law required money and required lots of things that not all the people had. And what happened if you didn't follow the law? Does anyone know? What were you? A sinner. Right. And that's a heavy burden. And what Jesus said to his, to his people was, release the artificial burdens of a religious observance and come to me. Because my yoke is light. And my yoke is easy. And you know, this wasn't the first time that a person in history looked at weights and burdens. And so I want to introduce you to somebody. Go ahead and throw that picture up. Oh, anybody know who that is? No. <laughs> I didn't either. This guy's name is Samuel Plomsill. P-O-L-M-S-I-L-L. Samuel lived in England from 1824 to 1898. He's an interesting guy. He, uh, he, in his 20s, he kind of rose up in one industry, and then he thought he'd try his, his uh, uh, luck at coal, and it made him bankrupt, destitute. 
poor of the poor. And somehow he found his way out of that, and he, be, he became a legislator a lo- and really fought against the shipping lobby because the shipping lobby at that time were filling ships to the brim so they could maximize their profits. And they were called coffin ships. He was fighting against coffin ships because they were putting bucks over people's lives. And even if they lost those ships, guess what they had? Insurance, right. So Samuel Plomsell was trying to find a way to put balance into ships. He didn't forget the poor. He didn't allow his experience to turn him bitter. He found a way to allow it to be transformed to do good. And so, what came to happen, he's fought real hard. Ooh, look at that. Anyone ever seen that on the side of a ship? Okay, just to let you know, I called my friend who's a mathematician at Cornell. Actually, went to school there, and he works for Amazon. He's like one of the smartest guys I know. And he started to give me all the formulas and all this stuff, and I glazed over. And so I thought I'd just read this definition to you because I'm not as smart as he is. But what that is is those are the, the lines at which you have safe journey. You have balance, (laughs) right? And each one of those lines, you can see uh, for tropical freshwater, for freshwater, for tropical, for summer conditions. And so he ensured that the shipping industry had to find what the line of balance is to make safe travel, okay? The Plomsa line is what it is called. So... It is the line of balance that ensures safe travel. When a commercial ship is properly loaded, the water line equals the ship's plomsole line. And it varies, like I said, with those different dimensions. And so all of us, through the time that we've been in January here, have been walking through this series of 28 days to change your life. And so many of us take January as a time to recalibrate, a time to refocus, to look at our priorities, to look at the things we want to create. Lots of time we make those shabby resolutions. But we've been inviting you into something deeper during this, these weeks to make the priorities that will help you focus on God and change your life. And so it's not with a little bit of irony that I'm going to be talking to you about balance since my own life has been so out of balance uh, over the last few weeks. And so uh, I confess that to you, and uh, God's been working on me in this time. And so just a few weeks ago, uh, my, my wife and I were down at the beach, and we came up with our priorities for the year. And so I wanted to share them with you, partially uh, because I think it works in the sermon, but partially so you can ask me about it and ask me how I'm doing. So uh, the, the first is, is to deepen our connection to Christ. That's our first priority. The s- second is to strengthen our relationship as a couple. The third is to connect our kids to God and foster positive relationships. The fourth is to be physically fit and healthy. That one, we'll see how that works out. The, 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 uh, the last one is to be faithful, to be fruitful, and to be surrendered as it relates to our careers and the ways that we invest in those things. And so that, those are the big broad things, and then we marked some things underneath it that would help us get to those things, like doing devotion together, like bringing the kids to worship, and things like that, that we could tangibly see to focus on our relationship with God. We need balance. 
I need balance. So you'll notice that our first priority is that of building a relationship with Christ in the church because that's what's most important. Nurturing a relationship takes time. It takes intentionality. It takes us deciding that everything else is secondary, right? And as we grow our relationship with God in the church around here, we talk about what? The discipleship pathway, the spiritual practices, the things that we can do intentionally to grow our relationship with God and allow God to chip away at us so that we can become more like Jesus. So, many of us have things blocking us from those things, right? We've got a lot of things going on in our lives. That, and I want to offer three things to you that I have found for my life and maybe for yours that might block that intentional connection, that priority that creates balance. The first is busyness and being available at all times. Busyness and being available at all times. The second is what we call hurts, hang-ups, and habits. Hurts, hang-ups, and habits. And the last is the unexpected storms that we must navigate that come onto us, that throw water on our ship, and that move us down deep into the water. So first, I want to talk about busyness. Busyness can push God out of the center quicker than most things. It usually comes not at all one, not at one time, but it's fostered through a series of decisions. I found this true to be um, in my life. When I, you know, what happens most is, uh, oh yeah, sure, yes. It starts with yeses. It starts with saying yes to things without counting how it'll affect our lives. It's joining that one extra thing to serve. It's doing something else in our lives. It's the volunteerism in the community. I'm all for all those things. But if it's cutting off me from my connection to God and family, I need to reevaluate it. The second is availability at all times. You ever, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, uh, but hey, Antonio, I texted you at uh, 8 o'clock. It's now 10. Why haven't you gotten back to me? Or you get an email in the late afternoon and, they, and you're expected to answer it in the weekend or whatever. We are on all the time. And that blocks us from God. Secondly is hurts, hang-ups, and habits. Busyness and availability is one thing. But there are other things that are deeper on our cargo. So if you think of, it, if you think of this metaphor as a ship and being up and down, if, if what's on the top is those priorities that we choose, that we get to choose, that begin to weigh us down. And there's some stuff that you can throw overboard, and some of you would, might like to throw some people overboard. <laughs> we can pray for that. Um, but those are the things that we have control over. We can throw some priorities off the, off the head of the ship, and that will lighten our load. But hurts, hang-ups, and habits are deep in the cargo, right? Some of you might not even be aware of it. There's those things like addiction. There's those things like abuse from the past, like a relationship that you can't give up, like a person you can't forgive. They're the cargo 
that weighs us down a lot. And whether we know it or we don't know it, it's blocking us from Christ. And we have to invite God into those places. And we have to invite others into those places. And lastly, like I had mentioned, is the storms of life. The storms that come upon us unexpectedly. Just this week in this congregation, we lost somebody very unexpectedly. And then we lost somebody who had been battling cancer for a while. Storms can weigh us down. And our opportunity is to invite God and the community into those things. You can't do it alone. So this last fall, I want to talk about in particular that second thing because I think all of you could go home and look at your priorities and say, okay, I'm going to reorder some stuff and throw it around. But those hurt hang-ups and uh, habits that really block us from, from God that need more than just seeing that they're there. They need other people. So I'm going to invite two members of uh, uh, a men's group that we've been a part of for the last, gosh, I don't know, a while to come on up because uh, we're going to talk about something called Regroup. It's a ministry that we're launching downtown, and it's to focus on those hang-ups, hurts, and um, habits that are, yeah, have a seat by the uh, C. And it focuses on that and helps us remove it in community. Cheryl Lynn, I'm going to use your, uh, hopefully, one of them works. See if this one works, if it doesn't work. I want to introduce you to Chris Bolton and Todd Schweitzer. I know this one works for four. Let's switch. So, the green one's bad. The yellow one's good. Here you go. So hello, guys. Ba, ba, ba. Good morning. Does that one work? Morning. Oh, there we go. Todd's first. Oh, yeah. yeah. God does for us what we can't do for ourselves. Yeah. Okay. So, um, introduce yourselves to everyone. Tell them who you are and, and, and how long you've been coming to Hyde Park. And So, uh, I'm Todd Schweitzer. Uh, we've been coming to Hyde Park since, uh, it's almost a year now. Almost a year now. So. And how'd you come to Hyde Park before you... How did you come to Hyde Park? I, uh, I'm a recovering Catholic, so uh, you'll pick up on some of my cynical attitude throughout this, I'm sure. Um, but no, uh, a friend of ours that we were in a men's Bible study with, uh, Josh Hutchinson, invited us. Somebody invited. That's pretty sweet. Chris? Yeah, so um, my name's Christopher Bolton. I'm a professor at UT, so I've been here in Tampa for about a year and a half, um, and so this campus is very convenient. Came to visit and have loved it. So cool. Glad to be here. And say a word about your faith journey. What um, what brought you to Hyde Park? Why'd you Why'd you like it? Besides being a recovery, <laughs> recovery from uh, recovery from Catholicism. Well, I'm a double PK. So my dad is both a professor and a pre and a preacher. Um, wow. So yeah, I, I, I exactly <laughs> a lot of a lot of baggage there. Um, <laughs> Uh, so my brother's in ministry, my sister-in-law's in ministry, my dad's taught religion. Um, so it's, uh, it's been good to come to a place where I can get some of those traditional hymns over in the sanctuary, um, but then also get some of that contemporary music here as well. So, uh, and I love the preaching. Cool. And the children's sermon was awesome. <laughs> cool, great. I'm not done with okay. <laughs> <laughs> So So tell them what Regroup is all about, because this is the first time probably any of them ever heard of it. 
Yeah, so um, Justin pitched this to me at Oxford Exchange, like, uh, I guess last summer um, or last spring. Um, and I was super excited to hear about it because I'd been involved in other uh, men's groups in the past. Um, and he just said it was, a, it was a space for guys to be really real with each other. Um, and just, it makes me think of this commercial, actually. It's a beer commercial. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, it's a bunch of guys in a bar, and they're in New Jersey. And the locals come in. They're like, hey, how you doing? And the guy in the bar is like, how you doing? Next guy comes in, how you doing? And then some guy comes in. He's got a big, like, 10-gallon hat on. And the bartender says to him, he says, how you doing? And the guy's like, well, I just flew in from Texas, and I'm doing just fine. <laughs> and no one's ever asked me that question before. So I just, let me tell you about my life. I got my grandkids right here in my wallet. And everybody in the, in the, the bar is like, whoa, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know? So sometimes people ask you how you are, and they don't really want to know. Um, <laughs> And so this, so in men's groups, it's been a place where I could actually be really earnest and sincere and honest about my life and feel the trust, that safe space that guys wanted to know. And they could hear it, and they would share, they would share as well. So I wanted to be part of that here. Okay. How, how would you describe regroup? I don't like Justin right now. Um, <laughs> I am from New Jersey. Um, <laughs> and I'm a recovering Catholic. And my mother is probably shooting me guilt right now from, New yeah. So uh, I, I will talk a little bit about why I started to do regroup and why I actually came to Hyde Park. Um, I had met Justin through a friend, um, and he was unbelievably helpful to me and my family as I was, uh, I needed to find a uh, safe and a good place for my sister who is uh, recovering from a drug and alcohol addiction. So again, guilt. Uh, so I feel guilty that um, he, he had helped me. So we started coming to the church because I felt like at least I owed that to Justin. You know, some guilt is is helpful apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I needed help, of course. And this is uh, what's so awesome and embarrassing, completely, that Justin is making me do this. So I'm not making you do this. You you did you did <laughs> again, <laughs> again Catholic guilt coming down. You must do it. Uh, so. No, I, I uh, Justin um, it spent so much time with us in doing this, and it was great. Um, my sister is doing awesome. So he, he and a gentleman named John Harden come up to me and introduce this thing called Regroup. Um, he explains what it is. Um, I'm looking at them and saying, I'm the most unlikely guy to do this <laughs> because there's, that's a group that sounds like for broken dudes that go there and go to a group and talk amongst themselves. Uh-uh. It's, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Yeah, that's, and that's all I want to know. <laughs> um, so I end up going uh, and realize that uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great group of guys, uh, first of all, but I'm still on the outside looking in, very uncomfortable with all of this, and still thinking to myself, I don't understand why I'm here, because I don't have any issues. I don't have any addictions. I'm, look, I'm <laughs> uh, to be even more embarrassing, uh, I realized that um, at the end of this, where I have no issues or no problems, um, I was the one carrying the most cargo. Um, and I think that for folks out there that would consider this, if you have uh, something you're challenged with, um, regroup is great. I think if you have something that you can't recognize and you look at yourself and you say, I'm not broken, it's those guys that are broken, but I'll stand here and be perfect me so they can look at this reflection. Um, I, I was absolutely in my group, the one that had the most cargo, and I found it, 
and uh, to get that weight off the ship has been awesome. So that's good. That's a good point. Amen. Can I say anything else? Yeah, I can tell you a little more about the structure. Um, so we usually start with like a check-in in the beginning. Um, and what's beautiful about that is that we will confess where we've fallen short, places where we've sinned, but we'll also talk about how God's been active in our lives. And then we can talk about sort of spiritual disciplines. Do we want to get into scripture more? Do we want to be more invitational to our friends to come to church? Do we want to pray more? And it's a nice check-in because, A, you're not interrupted, which I think is a beautiful thing. Guys don't interrupt each other a lot. But also guys keep track. And the next week you go back, they'll say, how's, how's it going? How's your spiritual discipline going? And you listen to pray as you go. A little, bit of, a little bit of that pressure, I think, is really helpful, that peer pressure. I know I'm saying guys. There's, there's, a, there's a group for women as well, so it's not just about that. But there's something about that environment of all men and all women. It creates a little bit – it makes it easier for guys to open up, I think, sometimes. Um, so the, the checking in, people keeping track of, of your stuff, um, but also it's totally confidential. So whatever happen, comes up in that room – stays there, um, and that's a lot of times why people say, how you doing, but they don't want to tell you stuff because they don't know who you're going to tell. So that helps build trust that, hey, you can talk about your own stuff, <laughs> stuff here, but we're not going to talk about your stuff outside this, this room. That's also really important to build trust and intimacy and, and real friendships grow out of this stuff. Thank you. Um, the, the regroup model is a pilot. It's uh, based uh, loosely on the 12 steps, and it's really uh, one of the best discipleship plans as you look at your cargo, examine it, and invite God into it and others into it. And so uh, there's going to be two uh, groups that start at the end of the month, uh, early in the morning. One is uh, Tuesday morning, and uh, this guy's going to help shepherd that. And then there's going to be one Tuesday night, and this guy's going to help shepherd that. And then there's also uh, somebody else sitting in here that's going to help do the women's group at 6.30 on Tuesday nights. And so um, thank you, guys for sharing your story and your witness with everybody else. So thanks for it. Let's give him a hug. So, you know, as I was thinking about how to close this, um, a couple of different things came up. But w what I really wanted to, to say is that Brothers and sisters, we all have cargo deep within our ships. Some, some of us are being held down by the, the, the schedules of our lives and stuff that's uh, important but on the surface. But there are others of us that have deep wounds and hurts and habits that are preventing us from connecting and having the fullness of a relationship with God. And that's where we have to invite God into it. And you'll see, will you put up the last slide for me, Nick? Um, the one with, uh, does anyone know what that is? Jesus, when he told Lazarus to rise, what did Lazarus do? He rose, right? But that wasn't the end of the story. He said, take his rags off. Brothers and sisters, to be able to remove our cargo that's hidden deep within, the community has to join us to take those off. You cannot do it alone. There is no solo spirituality in life. And so I want to ask you guys and invite you all to pray. And during the communion time, 
you, over there, we have two uh, panels for a candle. And you can do one of a couple of things. You can light a candle for someone you know whose ship is weighted down. Maybe you're floating along beautiful. And maybe God's calling you to go reach out to them to help them unload their cargo. Or maybe yours is weighted down. Light a candle for yourself. Or maybe you want to light a candle to represent your commitment to focus on what's the most important thing, which is Christ. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for um, the plimsoll line, the point at which we know balance comes so we can be more useful to you and more useful to our families and to others. We invite you to help us become the people that you want us to be. Love us. May we invite others to help take our rags off. In Christ's name we pray, amen. This is the part of the service that we respond to God's word through our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, through our tithes and offerings.